We've all done it. We've changed our curriculum. We've changed things up, maybe drastically at times, and maybe just incrementally at other times. But if you have changed your curriculum in the middle of the year, maybe even after a month, <laughs> it doesn't quite have to be the middle of the year, it's sometime during your homeschool year, or maybe you purchased your curriculum for the next homeschool year and over the summer, you already have it on. You're like, no, I don't want to do this. And you change things up. Whatever the situation you have found yourself in, we have all done it. Know that there is solidarity in it. You are amongst friends here. And we think that changing the curriculum up is going to be the solution. And that's going to solve all of our problems. Today, I want to talk to you about the top reasons why you keep changing. Because some of us consistently change curriculum. And it could be throughout the year. You start doing math and month, two months in, you change the math. And then two months later, you change the history. And two months later or a month later, you change up uh, writing. But some of us, so some of us do it pretty often. But today I want to talk about the top reasons why you keep changing your homeschool curriculum. And then let's flip it around. I'm going to give you some ideas on how to stay consistent with what you have. Welcome to the Little by Little Homeschool Podcast, where you can get out of survival mode feel confident in your homeschool decisions, and gain peace in your heart and home. I know that when we plant our feet firmly in this season of life and embrace our homeschooling, motherhood, and homemaking, we will thrive. I truly believe that we can do this from a place of peace and joy, all while growing a ton of contentment. And while we're at it, Mama, let's deepen those relationships with our children and love these years we get to pour into them. If you're ready to create beauty, seek simplicity, and live intentionally, homeschool mama, then close out that lesson book, let the kids go play, and let's have an authentic conversation. Whether it's year one, two, three, five, seven, ten, you thought that this curriculum that you found, it's gonna be great. This is the solution. Last year we had some problems, there was some crying maybe from the kids, maybe from you, maybe from both and everybody involved. We've all been there. <laughs> or at least most of us have been there where everybody's sitting around in the living room around the table, just all crying. And on those days, we're going to call a timeout. I'm making like a hand motion, the timeout, you know, when your finger meets the other palm, like timeout. Okay. On those days, this is just a bonus tip. On those days, stop, go outside, go do something fun, go do something creative, go spend some time together and work on your relationships. But we start off homeschooling or we could start off the homeschool year. And we're like, this is great. We have the best curriculum. This is going to be fantastic. And then you come to find out it's not working. And some of us, I'm pointing at myself, would change things up or would use something for the year and like just push through. I was like, I spent the money on this. This was $75 we're going to get through. And maybe I tweaked it or downsized it. But then I would hold on to the curriculum. <laughs> Some of us have had boxes and boxes of curriculum. And I have been, I don't want to say guilty, we'll say guilty in quotes, because I also had a lot of stuff that I really liked. And I was just, just talking to a mom the other day through uh, Clarify Your Homeschool, one of our coaching calls, at the time that I can give some input and answer with some questions. And I was telling her that I spent the most amount of money to homeschool my oldest child and then less for the middle kiddo and the youngest one, I feel like especially through elementary and in the middle school was almost free because I did find what worked. I would sell what didn't work because if it didn't work for me, 
it could work for somebody else. And so I would use that money to pour into things and I would continue to just hold on to things that I knew that would work. But sometimes we can hold on to curriculum and have boxes or bins or totes full of curriculum that just isn't working. We're thinking, well, maybe, maybe next year it'll work. Yeah, it'll, yeah, we're just not the right time. Or maybe it'll work with this other kiddo. And sometimes that is the case. Sometimes our kids progress in maturity and sometimes our kids are just very different from each other. And it might. But if you have curriculum sitting around, collected dust, or taking up space in boxes or totes or bins in your attic, I want to encourage you to not keep it. Somebody out there would be very blessed whether you just gave it to them or you sold it to them as used curriculum. It's really a lot harder to find used stuff. I used to go to some homeschool conventions that were amazing and I would pick up so much stuff. If you ever see a used curriculum sale, girlfriend, block off that day and get over there. You can find some treasures. But don't just buy to buy it. Now, maybe you find something for a dollar that would cost you brand new, $50. And you've been looking at it and you've been thinking about it then go ahead, spend the dollar. Because if you don't ever use it, that's okay. It was a dollar. You could at that time bless somebody else with it and pass it on. And what's a dollar at that point, right? You're able to give it to somebody else. But don't just grab it so that it's one more thing to add on to all the things that you want to do. Because as homeschool moms, we get so excited about everything we can do, but there's only so much time in a day And we have to be conscientious of that. And we can very easily overwhelm our kiddos. So today I want to talk to you about the top reasons why you keep changing your curriculum and maybe, you know, make a mental note or scribble down which one of these reasons are you so that you can then take some time after the episode to reflect upon and kind of troubleshoot and say, okay, how am I going to maybe change this up so that I can make this work for my family and I'm not working against our homeschool? Okay, are you ready? I've got four reasons, and then I've got a couple of tips, a couple um, of ways to encourage you on how to stay consistent in your homeschool. The first reason why you continue to change up your curriculum is that you are not being intentional. I do want you to go back and listen to episode 124. I will link it in the show notes. It's just a couple of episodes back, so you can even just scroll back on your podcast app. But in that episode, I talked about how to be content in our season as a homeschool mom. And this was, spoiler alert, a little bit of the key point right there. But if we are not being intentional with the time that we spend, I just talked about that there's only limited time. I mean, 24 hours, it does sound like a lot of time, but think about how much time is devoted to sleep is devoted to eating, is devoted to that food prep, is devoted to relationships and devoted to chores and devoted to family time. And so we really, we don't have as much time. We want to give our kids some free time to be creative and pursue the gifts, talents, and abilities that God has given them. So we aren't being intentional about that amount of time that we spend with our kids in our homeschool and we'll say during our formal homeschool hours, whether that is in the morning for you or all day or you're a little bit looser in the hours, like, well, we just get our hours in at some point during the day. But if we as homeschool moms are not being intentional about the curriculum that we choose, what we allow to bring ourselves to bring into the home and what we allow to speak into our family's life, into our children's education, we're going to be like, the old phrase of throwing spaghetti at the wall, and we're just going to pick anything instead of picking the right thing for your family at this time. 
I, I have done multiple episodes about curriculum, and I'm going to drop some different episodes that'll be helpful to you along with that episode 124 in the show notes. So you can go ahead if you want, like, Hey, I am going to binge listen to some curriculum podcast episodes. Those will be in the show notes. And if you are in the Facebook group, if you're not, you need to join that link is in the show notes, but under the guide section of the Facebook group is a podcast catalog. So if you're saying, well, I would like some self more information, we'll just use curriculum. For example, you can actually, if you're in the Facebook group, you can go to the guide section into the podcast catalog and you can search in there. You can hit control F search in there and you can type in curriculum and it will show you all the episodes that have to do with curriculum. Isn't that fun? So whatever topic it is you're thinking about, you can easily find it there. Okay. So reason number one, that you are changing up your curriculum too much or a lot or too much, you know that it's too much for you is that you're not being intentional. The second reason is you are getting too much curriculum. Now, when we start off homeschooling, I'm going to suggest this. If you are just starting out with homeschool, I only want you to focus on two areas, and that is math and language arts. Now, yes, language arts can encompass reading and writing and spelling and grammar. So just focus on those two things. Figure out what is going to meet the needs of your family and each individual child for math and language arts. And that's it. Don't pay attention to the history, the science, the geography, the cooking lessons, the Latin, the, you know, all of the things. Just focus on those. But if you've been homeschooling for a while, we can tend to get too much, especially if you go to a homeschool convention. I'm so guilty of that. You just see so many things. You're like, oh, this would be great. This would be great. This would be great. Again, pay attention to the amount of time that you have. It is better to spend some time, to spend concentrated time, we'll say, during the homeschool year on just a couple of small pursuits as opposed to having a broad range. Instead of adding 10 electives or 10 different focuses, just pick like one or two and really dive into those. The climate of your homeschool will be so much richer. And just remember, this right now with homeschooling your kids is the beginning of their education. You are giving them a taste for learning. You want to create this love and desire for learning. Education never ends. That is a huge, you know, you, I say it and you're like, yeah, okay, that's super simple. But that is something that we have to get our minds around, especially those of us that have gone through the public school system that have the mindset of, okay, I need to do elementary school, middle school, high school, get my high school diploma. Whoo, I'm done and go get a job or go on to college get that four-year degree. I'm going to tell you right now, I hated the academics of my college. I mean, hated is a very strong word. I did not enjoy most of the academics. When I got into my major, I enjoyed those classes. And those really are the only classes that I remember anything that I learned about. But do you know what happened when I graduated college? I said, my education is done. I stopped reading books. I stopped pursuing interests. Now, this is also pre-internet era. So I didn't even really know that, I mean, free resources. I mean, maybe at that time, if I was just graduating college right now, I would be like, I would probably watch, find stuff on YouTube. I would be more into that because I was so burned out, but I didn't go to the library to look up things. And I, you know, as I had kids, I started reading kids and uh, books about parenting, you know, when I was pregnant, you know, what to expect when you're pregnant. Is that the book? Yeah. What to expect when you're expecting. That's right. <laughs> We've all had that book. But we just, I just kind of really, I didn't really see education as a whole life thing. And our goal, one of our many goals should be to 
give that desire to our kids. And this is the launching for them. And as they leave our homes, they will continue to learn. They will grow in different areas, just like in the previous episode, right before this one. And I talked about um, asking kids, like, what are they going to be when they're, when they grow up? And, and I mentioned about just growing in our interests and doing things that we didn't think that we were going to be doing at that time. Same thing for now. So it's better to not do too much. It's better to do less and deeply. Okay, number three, the third reason why you keep changing up your curriculum is it's the shiny object syndrome. Sorry, say it again, shiny object syndrome. So the shiny object, so the object is the curriculum. You find an Instagram account, you're like, ooh, I like the curriculum that she has and she makes, and I'm sure it's amazing, but you already have a curriculum that is meeting the needs of your family that's doing well for you. Maybe just tuck that aside and switch things up for next year. Nobody says the curriculum you're using this year is what you have to do next year. And nobody says that you can't switch things up. So understand that as well. doesn't mean you can't, but if you are consistently (laughs) changing things up, let's talk about how to be consistent in what we do have if it's meeting our needs. So we can have this shiny object syndrome, this curriculum and, and the way we spend our time and like, ooh, look at what she's doing. I should do that. She's doing tea time and reading poems. Meanwhile, you have never done that and you have seven boys. <laughs> it's a little extreme. You have seven boys between the ages of four and 12. Well, you might need a little resistance. Doesn't mean you can't do that. I'm not saying not to do that, but maybe that's not really what you're into. We don't have to add that. That tea time, poetry time is perfect for them, for that other family. If you want to incorporate it, you can, but don't just do it because it's shiny and new and you see the results somebody else is having with it and assume that it's going to have the same results for you and your family. And the fourth reason why you keep changing up your homeschool curriculum is discontentment in other areas of your life. And you think that changing the curriculum is going to be the solution. So let me give you an example. There's a discontentment in maybe your marriage and the negativity of say a situation or just the downness that you're having about an ongoing conversation, we'll say you're having with your husband and you're like, oh, changing the curriculum is going to solve this feeling that I'm having, this uncertainty, this unsettledness, this lack of peace that I'm having. It could be in any area. Maybe it's discontentment that you're having with one of your children and you think, okay, the source of the contention, the source of the fighting, the source of the negative attitude has got to be the curriculum. No, it might be a relationship thing. And maybe what you need to do is to spend time outside of the school hours, outside of maybe even the home. Take that kiddo on a date. Take them on a walk. Take them on your errands. I've talked about relationships a lot and how to bond with your uh, kiddos. And I can drop a couple of those episodes in the show notes too. There's probably gonna be a lot of episodes there. (laughs) But if this is something you're saying, you know, I think that really the true source of my changing up my curriculum is because I'm discontent in another area. Maybe it's something that has nothing to do with your spouse or with your children. Maybe you're discontent just in you and your life. Maybe you're saying, I am not living a healthy life. I am not, I'm not moving. I'm not getting movement. I'm not exercising. I'm not walking. I'm not doing things. I'm feeling, to be honest, you could just be like, because we all feel like this at times. I'm feeling dumpy and frumpy, and I'm feeling very negative about my body. And that's a whole nother episode we can get into. But there are times we need to say, you know what? I am not 
in as good of health as I wish I was. And we need to just get up. We need to find an exercise regime. We need to find something that's going to help us in the area, in that area, instead of saying, oh, it must be the curriculum. That's why I'm not feeling super excited about my homeschool. Maybe you're not super excited about your homeschool because something is going on somewhere else in your life. Any of those kind of, you know, like your brain went ding, 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 (laughs) pricked over any of those. Let's go over them real quick. The reasons is that you are not being intentional, that you are getting too much curriculum, too many resources, that you have shiny object syndrome, or that you actually have discontentment in other areas and you think that the solution is changing up your curriculum. Now, let's talk about how to be consistent in our homeschool curriculum and sticking with it if it's working. Again, I'm not a proponent of sticking with something that is not working. The first one is to stay consistent is to analyze your vision, your goals, your priorities, your family culture. Use those things, the vision, goals, priorities, family culture as your plumb line. Do you know what a plumb line is? I'm, I'm not a carpenter here, <laughs> but a plumb line is like where you're going to start, where you're going to measure everything else. Say you're going to build a house or an addition or just a wall or maybe furniture. I don't know if you would use a plumb line. Well, again, I'm not a carpenter. Any carpenters, wives or carpenters listening, I know you're like, oh, she's really butchering this, but use these things as a plumb line. It is like the foundation. It's like what you are gauging everything off of. For example, Say your family is, you guys are free birds and you want to travel and you want to do a bit more, say, unschooling and you want to um, have a lot more freedom. Well, don't go and purchase 20 workbooks for every single child and think that you are going to get ev- through every single page of the workbook. So use those things, the vision, your goals, your priorities, your family culture. Use that as the plumb line to make your decisions about the curriculum that you are going to invest in, that you are going to allow to pour into your family. The second way to stay consistent in using the curriculum you have is to stop shopping. Don't buy anymore. Just stop it. Just right now. Don't get onto Amazon. Don't get onto your favorite homeschool resource stuff. Just stop shopping. Don't buy anymore. And your husband right now, (laughs) he's saying, thank you very much, Lee. I appreciate this. Oh, my husband would say the same thing if someone was telling me stop shopping. And that is why we have a very specific homeschool budget. And when it is gone for the year, it is gone for the year. And I have to be very creative at that time because trust me, I have done that. But stop shopping. Stop purchasing more curriculum. Stop adding more. Stop having new curriculum delivered. Stop taking curriculum from people who are saying, hey, I'm not using this. Do you want to? Oh, yes, I'll take it. No, just don't take it. (laughs) Okay. Number three on how to stay consistent is to reduce first what you are doing before replacing it. So let's say, for example, you have a history curriculum and you love it and it wants you to do a timeline. It wants you to do special projects. It wants you to have a map and do all of this geography study and there's uh, writing assignments and there are multiple choice questions. There's all of these things and you are like, no, I don't want to do this history curriculum anymore. This is too much for us. Well, instead of saying, let me go find another history curriculum, what if you just reduce the amount of things you're doing? What if you read it and then you just go and look on a map to see where it is and you talk about maybe the multiple choice questions and that's it? 
or maybe even just go way down to just reading it and having a discussion. Maybe doing some narration if Charlotte Mason is something that you enjoy doing in your family. Maybe you want to add a little bit of writing, but you don't have to do everything (laughs) that a curriculum says. This is coming from somebody who learned the hard way, burned out her children, burned out herself. But before you say, this curriculum is too much and throw it over your shoulder and go and buy something new. Maybe say, how can I make this curriculum work for us? And right about now, your husband said thank you for the second time this episode. (laughs) But I really hope that this has given you some food for thought and it's given you some direction. Again, those ways of how to stay consistent is to analyze your vision, goals, priorities, and family culture and use that as your plumb line. Number two is stop shopping. And number three is to reduce what you're doing. Alter, change up, switch up, switch out. Like make some adjustments to what you do have before replacing it. And if this is an area that you have greatly struggled and you put these things into place and you're like, it's still not working. Or maybe you're just like, I don't even want to do this alone. I want some help. I want to tell you about Clarify Your Homeschool and the reason why I have put this together, the entire program, which includes time where we can talk even maybe one-on-one to discuss your homeschool and really figure out what is the curriculum that's going to serve you guys right now this year. So you can have, you can finish out this homeschool year as the best homeschool year yet ever. And we can adjust what you have right now because I don't want you to have to go and change everything up unless you want to. but then set you up for next homeschool year and you just start off like feeling like, yes, this is amazing. And you might be wondering, okay, how much time is this Clarify Your Homeschool going to take? And I'm going to tell you right now, this winter is a fantastic time to take a step back and to really invest in you and your homeschool and your family to set you guys up for success long-term. Sometimes we need to stop take a step back. Maybe it means you kind of cut down on your lessons and the time that you would normally be doing homeschool. You're like, I'm going to go and I'm going to work on clarify your homeschool. I'm going to work on some of these uh, different lessons in it and watch the videos and do some of my, we'll say quote unquote homework, but it's all fun homework. Come on, we're homeschool moms. We like this kind of stuff. This is fun. But right now in the winter when we might be snowed in or it's just cold out or it's just the time it's just is a little bit darker and cloudier and we just kind of cozy and nestle in is a great time to really become a little bit more introspective and to really break down our homeschool and analyze the different things and why are we doing this? Let's be intentional and let's be consistent. So you can check out Clarify Your Homeschool at clarifyyourhomeschool.com where you can gain the clarity that you so desperately need for your homeschool. So I will see you over there and right back here in another couple days, right here on Little by Little Homeschool Podcast. If this podcast has encouraged you, the number one way you can thank me is to leave a written review on Apple Podcasts. I love to hear how this show has impacted you. So if you could hop over and do that, I'd be so grateful. While you're at it, take a screenshot of this episode and share it with your friends to encourage them. You can also find me over on Instagram at Little by Little Homeschool. Until next time, have a beautiful day, Mama.